Welcome to Liberate Your People Pleaser. I'm Brenda Florida, certified life coach, and I am on a mission to liberate people to their authentic power and ideal self-expression. So what's a people pleaser? Well, those of us who are people pleasers are usually very loving and kind. We're empathetic. We also tend to prioritize other people's needs over our own, which leaves us feeling not seen and not heard. We're great at anticipating the needs of others and often put ourselves in second place. We're great doers and nurturers, and we often have the role of keeping the peace, whether it's in our families or in the workplace. Well, the first thing I wanna share with you is that there's nothing wrong with you. But we do wanna take some of these qualities of people pleasing that we focus so much on other people and turn them onto ourselves first, which turns them into our superpower. To find out more, listen to this next episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. Welcome everyone to this episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. I am very excited today because we have a special guest with us who uh, has a lot of experience in the topics of happiness and balance and how all that impacts people pleasers and comes with a lot of uh, acclaim herself. So I want you to welcome with me, Dr. Marissa. Uh, I've noticed that you are also called the Asian Oprah. So I would love for you to tell us about your work in the world. I know you have a lot to share, uh, your work in the world and how you uh, feel like people pleasers are impacted or how the world impacts people pleasers. Give us that connection for how you uh, talk about happiness and balance in the work you do. Thanks so much for being with me, Dr. Marissa. Thank you so much for inviting me, Brenda. This is really exciting uh, because I'm so shy and I <laughs> to talk uh, and uh, sarcasm is another service I offer. So <laughs> you're I, in the right place. <laughs> yes, I have a feeling we, we, we're connected on another level. I can tell. Yes. So uh, especially with the color of your hair that people can't see, but she has purple hair and I yes, love that. I so do. it's Thank nice you. to carry that off. So let's start with the truth about how I got my name because some people, uh, who are you to call yourself Agent Oprah? I was right. actually, <laughs> I was actually introduced to Oprah as the Asian Oprah. So there, uh, by there my you go. with who is my oh. big brother. He calls me his little sister and oh. I've known him for a dozen years now. I'm on faculty at Agape and I get to teach the movie meditation, Balance How'd You Go? And he's my big brother because he saw into me what I couldn't see myself. And so mm. that's the honorable title. And he also wrote the forward to my number one best-selling book, A Ways to Happiness. So he gets a lot of kudos for a lot of things. Mm. And for my honorable moniker. Yes. <laughs> that's beautiful. I love him. He's one of my favorite teachers. I don't know him personally, but he is absolutely one of my favorite teachers. So I love that connection as well. So keep going. <laughs> I'll let him know. 
So I, so actually, just to finish that story, when mm -hmm. I was introduced to her as, this is the Asian Oprah, she said, she looked at me, she looked down and she said, nice pants. <laughs> and, it, and it took everything for me not to say, do you want them? Like, right. them to you? but I wasn't sure if I was commando that day or not. Right. <laughs> Because you told me I could swear on this show and that you do talk about sex. Yeah, I don't yes. usually tell that part of that story. So, okay. Sorry. We consider ourselves lucky. Permission. <laughs> exactly. Even though yeah. if you, and if you tell anybody, I'll deny it. So, right. <laughs> right. Um, so, let's go to I love the name of your podcast, which is why I clicked on it to say uh, this would be fun to come on and talk. I actually have my own talk radio TV show now. Right. Um, this week is 469 consecutive weeks on the air. Wow. I, yes, thank you. I won the 2016 Podcast of the Year Top 10 in Health Award, the uh, Cover 2019 Award for the episode with Neil Donald Walsh, uh, Michael Bernard Beckwith, and Bishop Carlton Pearson. So I'm mm. very grateful for this show that I have, this platform that I have. I'm syndicated on CNBC News Radio and uh, iHeartRadio and all of the other things that you're on. And yes. it's a show about hope and happiness. And so mm -hmm. there's no gossip, no scandal, no K-words, no Kardashian talk at all. Right. I to focus on your own reality show and how you can be happy 88% of the time. So as it relates to people pleasers, um, we tend to abdicate our happiness to other people. So if they're happy, we're happy. If they're happy, we're happy. If they're not happy, we're not happy. So mm -hmm. it's a very slippery slope, right? Um, mm -hmm. There's definitely upsides to being a people pleaser, but if it's your dominant foot forward, it is easy to lose control of your own mind. And let me illustrate mm -hmm. that. I actually name, when I do life balance coaching and what the book Eight Ways to Happiness is about, it's not a psychologist, which I am, an organizational psychologist telling you how to be happy. It's a book that's actually a reflection of my own life as one of the seven of 10 of us who've had childhood trauma and who grow up thinking that in order mm -hmm. for uh, us to be happy, we have to please someone else. So kids that have grown up with past trauma have people pleasing as one of the number one coping skills in order to make it through life alive. Mm -hmm. As a child, we learn that. So, mm -hmm. um, so what I do with people and what I do in the book is have you do these exercises that asks you to look at yourself. What parts of yourself are driving your life car? So you have a critic that nothing you ever say or do is good enough and you're your own worst critic. And so I named my critic, her name is Rose. Guess what my mom's name is? Rose. And then you have, yes, then I have a brat, right? And okay. Agnes, and she's the one that says, what do you mean I can't have that donut? Or what do you mean I have to apologize? Or what? So there's the brat. And then I have the sad one who was hurt, who could not express, and her name's Sarah. And then the last one is the people pleaser. So I have mm. Penelope, the people pleaser. So I actually talk about that 
in the book and use that in my life to understand that when I'm saying things like, oh, I, I hope I didn't piss her off or, right. oh, I, 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 ah, I, I hope she's going to be okay. How can I make her okay? And how can I make this better for her? And how can I make this up to her? Then I know, which is a nice thing, right? right. But at my own expense and the person who's really in charge of you, I call the balance-centered self. So I have balance-centered Dr. Marissa, you have balance-centered Brenda. We all have this persona that integrates all the parts of us that we really need to muscle up. We need to do weight training. We need to really mm -hmm. be able to soothe ourselves and to find our balance-centered self so that Penelope is not driving your life car over a cliff because if Penelope's driving my life car, I'm never going to take time for myself. I'm never going to stop and say, but what is this going to cost for me? Right? Because yes. all Penelope wants to do is just make everybody happy, which is nothing. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. But if she's the only one driving, same with if the brat's the only one that's driving, you're, you're basically going to sabotage every job you have because you're going to tell your boss to go to hell. So right. that's what the brat does, right? And, or, or all the bad habits, you know, it's F you, right? right? So, right. so we don't want the brat driving. We don't want the critic driving because the critic's no. always going to say, you know, that's not good enough. You're not good right. enough. You think you are, you know, you're not all that. So all of these casts of characters are in the car but I have, a, I have an exercise that puts the critic in the passenger seat so they can do some driving, but just from that side with no real right. people, right? Then I put my brat diagonal so I can keep an eye on her. And then <laughs> right? I put my right. one behind me to protect her, right? Okay. And Penelope, the people pleaser, is that little bobblehead that's right. on the dashboard that's right. like nodding all the time. So all <laughs> of my characters are in my life car. And as mm -hmm. I drive through life, I, if I, I know they say, if you talk to yourself, you're crazy. I'm telling you right now, and if you do not know who's talking, then you will go crazy. So that's the mm -hmm. work, right? That's yes. the work all of us is to find the balance. Who are we at the core of who we are? And yes. that are not only these other things because everyone has a balance. So the critic, some uh, coaches or therapists will say, you know, kill the critic or don't listen to right. the critic, you know, and I, I, I disagree. Don't kill your critic. Your critic was born out of a time when there was like really rough waters. You had to build a raft to, to, to navigate yes. these waters. And seven out of 10 of us, Oprah says eight, my honorable moniker, have been yes. uh, through childhood trauma. So, so your critic is actually helpful. She protects now yes. the side is she overprotects. She's she's well meaning, but sometimes she's more mean than well. Right. You know, <laughs> the, 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 the flip side to the brat, same thing. She's a brat, right? Inappropriate comments, inappropriate making fun of, all that. But the flip side is she's a lot of fun. Right. She'll be the one that, you know, plays in the fountains or in the puddles and you know, smells the all the, you know, the 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 roses, you know, smell the roses, take time to smell the roses and the fertilizer. 
right? So, so all the shiitake that makes your life great. So the flip right. side to the, to, the, to the brat is to have fun. Right. And then the flip side to the people pleaser is you're helping, right? So you don't want to, to yeah, throw right. her out, right? So, so there's always a balance right. to all of these cast of characters. So if you can muscle yeah. up and work the muscle and do your reps and have a hashtag discipline. Michael Bernard. Yes. I love that term, discipline. Yes. An 88% happy life. That's my nice. story and that's some sticking to it. Yeah. Well, it's worth sticking to. I so love that. And I think one of the phrases you used in describing the people pleaser, which I hear so often, either from clients or other people, you know, that I've interviewed on the podcast and I've used it myself, is that the issue is not what we're doing, right? The idea of helping people or solving problems or anticipating needs or having so much empathy for what other people, those are all fantastic. It's when it comes at the expense of ourselves. And that's when we know, like that's that red flag that says, oops, and I just did it yesterday. I did it yesterday in a group I'm in and I'm not the leader. And I'm used to being the leader. I mean, I just typically am the leader. And Shocker. I, Shocker. yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> so, to no one. Yeah. Right. And I had to talk this through, like it was talking it through with my daughter, who's an adult, you know, she's in her mid thirties. And I realized I was trying to take care of the group. And in that setting, not my job to take right. care of the group because I'm not the leader. That's right. It's the leader's job. And as soon as I realized it, it was so liberating to let go of that. And I was trying to be very thoughtful. This was a place where, you know, I am a colorful lady and I'm loud and I'm, you know, all the things. And so I was a little bit worried. I was, you know, for lack of a better way to say it, being too much. And I wasn't being super, I wasn't being critical at all about myself in that regard. Sometimes I can be, but I wasn't, it was just a sincere, like, I don't want to be overpowering, you know, it's a new group. I'm new to it. Da, 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 da. So it was kind of innocent in that regard, but when it took its turn was when unconsciously I started taking care of something, the group that wasn't mine to take care of. It's the leaders. And so it can be, it, those are beautiful qualities I have to have that empathy for the group dynamic, to care about what's going on, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but the problem is when I start doing somebody else's job for them, I love, uh, so the first work I read that really helped me see what, you know, she calls it codependency. I'm calling it people pleasing was Melody Beatty's book, codependent no more. And I learned so much about that when I feel like I need to do something for someone else, I'm probably in that people pleaser role because when we, when they can do it for themselves. Okay. So my child, my grandchild that I'm helping that they can't do this for themselves, that's different. But when someone can, and trust me, this other leader was quite capable, <laughs> then I'm dropping into that people-pleasing mode. So I love the way you, I love your metaphor with the car. I love metaphors. 
and that you and that we're not trying to cut these things off or kill them or you know get rid of them we're bringing them all into our conscious awareness right yeah yeah that's the work the awareness is the work is yeah willingness to do something that makes it better or makes it feel better so Melody Beattie is actually a, a good friend of mine. So she's oh. my first guest uh, oh. on the show. And she's actually been on twice and um, love her. And she yeah. actually wrote a book about myself and my kids. It's called Making Miracle in 40 Days. And it tracks her and I's journey in gratitude. We would email each other every single oh. day with gratitudes and even gratitudes that didn't sound like gratitudes. And so that it's um, right. Yes. It, it, it was a, it's a beautiful book to go get for making miracles of 40 days. It is. Uh, I mean, she changed my life. Yeah. She, I'm Dr. Yeah. Boy in the book. So we wanted to protect my oh. identity and my kid's identity because I was going through a quite a horrific divorce at the time, which I lost millions in but that's another that's why chapter five in my book is out of hatred into forgiveness so <laughs> that's, ah that's beautiful another, yes that's another story so but, let's i want to go the, a little bit in that direction not necessarily into your personal story you can say whatever you want or don't want but one of the things that is very near and dear to my heart is the dynamic of there's no power outside of us greater than the power inside of us And having that be more than a beautiful quote, which it is, (laughs) but again, getting back to like, that's where the work is to not let a circumstance, no matter how dramatic, and obviously that was very dramatic for you, take the power away that is rightfully by our birthright, our own. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Well, I'm delighted uh, with the question because I, I'm finishing touches to a short film, my first short film, and it's called The New PPP, Post-Pandemic Possibilities. What mm. if? And this what Ooh. if is for anyone and everyone. You know, when I first looked at that statistic of seven out of 10 of us, so my childhood trauma was I was told I was fat, ugly, and clumsy my entire Mm. growing up. And so Mm. uh, not surprisingly, I was very overweight, Coke bottom glasses, uh, bad acne, and, um, you know, validated, pulled all of that, uh, your your ugly business into my life. And uh, I was also beaten quite severely by an uh, overzealous tiger mom uh, to the Mm. point where I was in the hospital. And uh, she, you know, she did the best that she could. She, she was also hit as a child too. Hurt people, hurt people. Right. And yeah. um, so I was, she was actually uh, taken away for a little while because it was so bad. Mm. So that's my trauma. And the thing is about trauma is if we believe that we, uh, that everyone is supposed to grow up in this perfect, idyllic, healthy, you know, no family dysfunction setting because of what we see in media or what we have growing up in fairy tales, then Mm -hmm. we somehow think that 
we got shafted and why mm-hmm. me and this right. happened and how could they and all of those stories are they may be true it may be absolutely true but if you continue to carry that energy with you into your present and 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 it just spewing a mist of that into your future as abraham hicks will say in law of attraction mm-hmm. then we'll continue attracting and being part of this victimhood wearing the hoodie of victim and mm-hmm. and attracting you know it's very common for uh, kids who who've grown up with with childhood trauma to choose mates who make yes. who 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 uh, they don't they met my my husband did not mm-hmm. uh, beat me like i was okay. but emotionally I was told that every day I would, I'm not funny. I was introduced to uh, his friends behind my back as obese. And I was thinner mm. than I am now. So th- mm. th- I brought that because my my inner was filled with outer, as you've been taking your analogy. Yes. So I love, love, love this African-American saying that says, when there is no enemy within, Mm. And no one outside can hurt you. Ooh. ooh right? Ooh, chills. That's just, I have chills all I have, over. I have chills too. I have chills too. Ooh. 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 Say that. Just say it again. Okay. Say it again for everybody to hear. I want everybody to just take a breath yes. and hear this because this is so powerful. Say it again, Dr. Marissa. When there is no enemy within, then no one outside can hurt you. Mm. But because we think that we're a piece of shiitake, then if someone says it insults us, we resonate with the part of us that thinks that we deserve that insult when in in effect you know it should the reaction should be if i look like you i'd be miserable too but (laughs) we can't say that i i i I over exaggerate i well i over exaggerate the nice thing to say would be actually i don't resemble that Mm -hmm. i'm sorry you think that i don't resemble Mm -hmm. that so Mm -hmm. so now so so this is where this is the work though, because we overreact and go into the attack of how dare you and have you right. in the mirror and blah, 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 blah. And, and Thich Nhat Hanh says it the best. You'll like, you'll love this analogy, right? Okay. When someone sets your house on fire, resist the urge to run after them and set their house on fire. Instead, mm. turn around and put your own house to rest. Put out yes. your own fire. Put out your own fire. That's the. This is this is life. A graduate school of life. You want to survive life. You will survive life. You know, we live in a country where the top three percent. We have a roof over our head, food in the fridge, a little money in our pocket, even after the pandemic. And and you can go and and spend the rest of your life. Being okay, that's the, you know, the, the uh, 
uh, hierarchy of needs, you're, we're okay. That's okay. Or mm -hmm. you can choose. But this takes work. The discipline of understanding who you really are at the core of who you are and mm -hmm. whose you are and yes. expression of this thing called life with a capital yes. A. You can call it God. You can call it higher power. You can call it source. Just don't call it lower power. You, whatever right. this thing is, right? We, but you can go to graduate school and have this forking, amazing joy ride of life. That's my yes. job. I'm your personal chauffeur to the joy yes. of life. You, it's your choice, but you have to stop, stop dragging the shit from the past into your yes. That's your responsibility. You can't. Yes. That's what Michael did to me. He said, here's another great, you know, he, he completely had me at this exercise right here. So if you're ready, if you're okay. ready, and I can tell, I can feel it energetically that people listening right now they're ready so if you're yes. ready take that breath through the nose release through the mouth oh the stories <sighs> the drama here's the question if nothing changed if every shitty thing that happened to you happened as it happened and you cannot change it mm -hmm. but instead of hating what happened to you did anything develop, grow, and expand in you in a way that you actually like about yourself? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was hurt. I was beaten. I was told. I was shamed. I was blamed. So uh, I, I came in uh, to Agape. I hated my mother, I hated my husband, I hated what had happened to me on the outside. I didn't look like I hated, I was all, oh, look at me, look right. at me. This achievement was what, you know, all I wanted was everybody to say, oh, look at her, is there anything you don't do? And anytime I got that compliment, I'd say, oh, yes, I don't, I'm allergic to cooking and cleaning. But <laughs> inside, I would have the voice, my critic, Rose, saying, they don't really know you. If they really knew you, they wouldn't like you. And you're not, all yes. that. you're not all that. So I brought all of that. I let Rose, my critic, drive the car of my life, was not happy, was not fulfilled, was no peace of mind, no peace of heart. Mm -hmm. Because I chose to identify with all of that crap as the goggles that I saw my life through. So yes. when Michael said to me, just for one minute, is there any part of you? And he wasn't even talking to me. I was in a class. It was the Universal Principles of Spirituality. He wasn't even talking to me. I was thinking about the car, two car accidents I just had and, uh, um, you know, the, the trying to get sober and all that business. And so I wasn't even paying attention. This woman asked the question, I can forgive my husband. She didn't say husband. That's my term. Right. Um, right. <laughs> I can forgive my husband, but I cannot forgive my mother. That's when my ears perked up. And then he said that question that I just asked. And I looked at myself and I went, okay, because of my childhood trauma, I am resilient. I'm compassionate. I'm strong. I'm powerful. I have a voice. 
Um, I have no fear. I step into, uh, sometimes I step into it sometimes, <laughs> like you were saying. Um, but yeah, so then he asked me, so if you enjoy and like and value that part of you, is it possible that you can even thank them for providing the forum mm. with you to become all of this? And I, I, uh, woof, that was the holy camoly. That was a, such a concept. And, and, and I, I will, I will uh, close that part. I, I think we're running at the edge of time already, but I want to share this this because you love analogies. Please, please. I love, love, love this analogy. I use it when I speak on stage. There's two rocks. And one rock is on the left side of the store, right rock. Everybody goes to the right rock. Nobody even sees the left rock. They go to the rock and they are so amazed. Oh my God, look at how beautiful, beautiful this rock is. Look at the angles and the light coming through in this, and the, and the colors and the spectrum. And it's so beautiful. Oh my God, I've never seen anything so beautiful. No one goes to the, the rock on the left ever, never, never. So after eight years, <laughs> finally, the, the rock on the left gets off its uh, uh, stand and takes its hand and shakes its hand and says, life, life, get over here. Life, you are not fair. I never get complimented. No, nobody ever says anything to me. That rock over there gets all the compliments. Life, you are not fair. Life puts his arm around the rock and says, darling, I love you, but every time I come with my chisel to begin working with you, you say, stop, stop, it hurts, it hurts too much, I don't want pain, no, 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 back away, mm. I can't do anything. So pain in life is mandatory to chisel us into the mm -hmm. magnificent sculptures that we are, yeah. but suffering, is optional. Yes, yes, yes. It is the suffering that we do to ourselves. We choose that. It's it's so much worse than the than the real pain, right? And I mean, there's just so many things I love about what you said. I think we could talk for the next two hours easily. Time. <laughs> uh, yes. So I'm so you know your story though reminds me of. I was at a time two years ago in my life, probably, a, you know, the worst point of my life. And, and I've had some rocky roads before that. I mean, maybe, so I was sexually abused as a little girl. And so this probably wasn't that level of trauma, but in my adult life, it was a low point for sure. And I was having all kinds of professional and financial challenges and at one point, and I've shared this before on other episodes, but at one point I was sitting in my car, most of my belongings in the world in my car, a few things in storage with $50 in the bank and nowhere to live in two days. And I was Googling homeless shelters. And, and this is a woman, I love money. I've made plenty of money. Like this was just so not the life experience I ever in my worst nightmare imagined. And I was also listening to Michael Bernard Beckwith's program that he did called Life Visioning. 
which is in several, you know, Sounds True has it. Uh, I think the Shift Network has it. Anyway, you, that it's an older program, but it can be purchased. And anyway, he was asking that same similar question and the way it came out in that. And so I'm listening to it at this very time, right? And he is saying the same kind of thing. Like if nothing, whatever's happening to you that you don't like, you know, if nothing were to change, who would you have to become, you know, to live with that? Yeah. And I, and I was so pissed at first because I'm like, well, I, I'm, there's nobody I can become that would be okay with being two days away from homeless with $50, you know, like I was just pissed, pissed, pissed. But that so struck me and it stayed with me. And there are so many times now, and even when I was in the midst of some of that, maybe not right at that moment that day, I couldn't quite see it, but I got to the point very quickly, long before the stress of all that was over or the circumstances were over, where I realized it is okay. It is okay that I'm having a shit storm of circumstances in my life because I love who I am becoming. And I am becoming a woman who can be grateful when there's, by a lot of people's standards, not a lot to be grateful for, but to find it, like you're saying with that book, I'm definitely going to check out that book. Um, and I'm becoming a woman who can navigate the unknown, yep. right? Because that's so unsettling not to have a home, not to know where you're going to live, not to have the money to just make that happen, like whatever. So when the pandemic hit, for me, that was like, pfft, no biggie. I got this, you know? And so that is, and maybe this is the great place to, to wrap up a little bit, is that for both of us and, and what I think we're trying to share in the world, it is to give people, and I hope everybody listening, you know, is going to take advantage of all the things. Of course, we'll have Dr. Marissa's contact, her links to her book, all that stuff in the show notes, because we're really here to facilitate is the word I like rather than help facilitate people in that work that is so personal and so internal that no one else can do that for you. No one else can, you know, make that happen for you. Yep. And other people are often great facilitators when we need it, right? There's also no need to go all th through all that alone and think you, you have to, to like you don't figure to all that shit out. out. You try to fix yeah. your car, you right? To a mechanic. <laughs> That's right. Why struggle when people right. have done this before you? And yes. You. Yes. So tell us real quick before, because I was so fascinated when we were talking a little bit before we started um, recording, tell us a little bit about your nonprofit, because I want people to know about that and what you're doing there. Uh, and then uh, we will put the link to your book, of course, so people can get that in our show notes. But I want to hear a little bit about this nonprofit. Sure. Well, I, I was saying it's on my hashtag COVID silver lining. People have told me that I really needed to have a nonprofit for a long time and I had never had time. I was actually on book tour with this book. It went number one on Amazon, number four on Denver Post, eight bestseller list. So I was traveling all over. I was actually 10 miles from Wuhan in November. So I was in China and the Philippines on television and I'm on my 80, happy 88 mission 
80 more uh, happy million more happy people in the next eight years. Right. And, uh, it, literally, the tour got grounded. Uh, so I had time to yes. make this nonprofit. It's just, it is called Eight Ways to Happiness after the book. It's all the same production. And what it does is it helps children and teens and young adults who have temporarily forgotten their birthright to happiness with programs mm. and books. Obviously, as I travel, I want to be able to give away all this mm -hmm. stuff. Now, the great thing about my book, if you buy it from Amazon or Target or Walmart or any of the wonderful places that, that are carrying it, um, part proceeds go to Habitat for Humanity. So there's another oh, link nice. uh, uh, of helping. If you go to my website and get it there, you'll get it actually signed by me. And if any of your listeners want to get a signed book, I will gift them a copy of my children's book, which is called Mommy, What Are Feelings? Every feeling has a taste, touch, sight, and sound. So the pictures were drawn by my daughters when they were five and seven. And Aww. it's been recognized by the autism, uh, autistic uh, community as a book that really helps children with feelings, right? Because they're drawing their feelings, downloadable as a coloring book. And then it's especially good for parents who were not allowed to feel themselves. So they don't necessarily mm -hmm. not comfortable with talking about feelings with their kids, especially during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So if you purchase the signed book, I will uh, gift you the, the Mommy Wear Feelings book. And mm -hmm. nonprofit is, is here to give that message for me to be able to, wherever I go speak, I try to go to a school or an NGO when I was in India to mm -hmm. look in kids' eyes and say to them, I know you don't have camera on for the <laughs> listeners, but just picture me looking at you in the eye and saying, you are capable of anything that your heart and mind desires. Mm -hmm. If you don't believe that, it's okay. I will hold that belief for you until you can. And mm -hmm. the empowering part of that is my grade 10 teacher, my math teacher, JJ Bristow, knew there was some shit going on at home, saw me every day, didn't know how to help me. But after school, he, uh, one day he had me stay behind and looked in my eye and said that exact thing. And that mm -hmm made my entire rest of high school bearable, mm. you know? And, and so I, I, I love him. I, mm. I in contact with him. I reconnected with him. I love him. And he doesn't really remember this. That's where <laughs> he is, yeah. the impact he made. But um, so, so that's what I want to do with this nonprofit. So if you like what I'm saying, you want to support yeah. me in my work, in this mission, 88 yes. why 88% because it cannot be 100% happy if you're 100% right. happy you're dead I want 88% right. happy because eight's a lucky number in Chinese if you were mm -hmm. saw me on camera I know you think I'm Swedish but I'm actually Chinese eight's a lucky <laughs> number in Chinese it's a homonym for good fortune so double eight 88% is double good fortune which is your birthright to happiness yes so, yes. Yeah, so and beautiful. if you shop oh. on Amazon, if you shop on Amazon, and I know mm -hmm. you do, please go to Smile Amazon, which is yes. a nonprofit, and put in Eight Ways to Happiness. Use that yeah. link, and that forces Amazon to um, give me a little donate part of the proceeds. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Oh, beautiful. Well, 
Our time is ending too soon, and yet we must. Uh, so thank you, Dr. Marissa, so much for everything you shared, not just here with our listeners, my listeners on Liberate Your People Pleaser, but in the world. Because like you, I have this big mission, right? And those of us who have big missions where we really, really want to reach a lot of people, it's so, it's so driving, right? It's just such a driving force in our lives. And so I so appreciate you taking the time out to share with us and for each of us then in our own way also to help your mission spread throughout the world. So thank you. Thank you for your gifts and talents and your generosity. It takes one to see one. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, dear. All right, everybody. We'll see you in the next episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. I've got some extra bonuses for you today. So check out the show notes. You will see a link to download my free training. This is the newest training I have. It's called People Pleasers Power Training. It's a video series and worksheet that will take you through a very specific process where you will take your power back from a relationship or a situation that has you feeling overwhelmed, exhausted, frustrated, angry, all of the above. So grab that. I also have people ask me about how they actually work with me. And so the easiest way to do that is to book a 15 minute call. So you'll see that link in the show notes and we'll have a conversation about whether now is the right time, whether I'm the right coach and how you would like to engage in that with me. There's also the link to my private Facebook group, Liberate Your People Pleaser. It's a great place to get additional resources and be in a like-minded community. You can also submit a question through the show notes. There's a link for you to tell me what it is that you're wondering, a topic you'd like for me to address on a future episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. So thank you for being here as always. If you can take the time to do it, I love it. If you put a five-star review on the podcast server that you get this podcast from, that always helps us get out to more listeners. So thank you so much. And thank you for being with me on the journey to liberate our people pleasers.